from a bunker in beautiful Parkchester, the Bronx, it's electoral dysfunction. Now, here's your host, Tom Brennan. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Electoral Dysfunction, the show where comedians and experts debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantine. I'm your host, Tom Brennan. Thank you for being with us for another week. Uh, and woo, big, big, big week here in the news world. And we're really excited uh, about today's panel. It's a great conversation. I can't wait to share it with you. Before we get to that, just want to say a quick thank you to our friends at Fridge in New York, uh, Erez, Emily, Amanda, Debbie, Joey, uh, everyone over there uh, for helping us put on our first live show since the pandemic. We had a blast at under St. Mark's uh, Place uh, Theater. We're going to have a lot of new live shows soon. So stay tuned for that. But it was wonderful to be there again with our panel, do some improv, do some comedy, have have some fun on stage. Uh, and more shows in the New York City area will be announced soon. But I'm announcing today in the great city of Philadelphia, uh, we will be back doing Electoral Dysfunction live on stage on Friday, August 13th, 9 p.m. with our pals at Crossroads Comedy Theater. Uh, really excited to be a part of this theater. They're a new group that was born out of uh, the improv community down there. They've been doing shows since June down at uh, Theater in Exile in South Philly, which is a wonderful space. Uh, and I want to say thank you to our pal Mike Marbach for inviting us to do a show there. Uh, Friday, August 13th, panel to be announced soon. It's going to be a great one. Uh, and we hope we can see you there. So tickets are on sale now, and the link is in the description of this show. So go check it out, buy tickets, and we'll see you in Philadelphia in August. Uh, that is it for me. Before we get to the panel, just want to throw it over to this quick message from an old friend. Automobile accidents, grain elevators, influenza, old basketball injuries. In Bergen County, Dozens of people die every day, many for no good reason. They deserve to have their premature demises investigated. Luke Schaefer, candidate for Bergen County Coroner, promises to do just that without prejudice, bias, or additional harm. He brings three years of corpse-looking experience to the position. My name is Luke Schaefer, and I approve of this message because I'm ready to get my hands dirty. Really dirty. Touching corpses. Dirty. And join me in welcoming this week's panel to talk about what a wonderful week in America we just had. Uh, first up, she's a very funny comedian. Very excited to have her on the show. Uh, catch her at Music Fest in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania on August 6th. August 6th, not August 6th. Uh, with her show, Betty Smithsonian and Friends. Uh, and the founder of the recently award-winning Best of Philly, Philly Free Fringe, uh, our old pal, Betty Smithsonian. Betty, how are you? Hey, I'm fantastic. I'm so glad to be here, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. Also with us now, she's coming to us from Philadelphia. Him coming to us from the Philadelphia of the West Coast, Los Angeles, California. That's right. <laughs> uh, United States Army Zone. Very funny uh, man and the G.I. Jew himself, Benari Poulton. Hey, Benari, how are you? Terrific. Always glad to be here uh, with my own opinions that in no way represent those of the U.S. Army, the Reserve, the United States government or any of our coalition partners. All right, great. Imagine. Then I'm comfortable asking this. What's your thoughts and opinion on the last seven wars our country's got? <laughs> thumbs up uh, or no, thumbs down? You don't have to get into specifics. Just thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll start. With uh, I'm going to go um, the last seven in a yep. row. Uh, 
Oh, wow. Shots fired. Uh, Benari Polton, huge fan of Grenada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's good to see you again, my friend. And as always, uh the the i mean the guy you all came here to see or listen to rather the star of the show himself uh bloomberg opinions own robert george robert how are you my friend uh, who am i to disagree with tom brennan for that description i'm doing okay <laughs> doing okay tom good to uh good to be back here as um uh, as ever uh and as always um my opinions are my own they do not actually reflect or only maybe possibly accidentally reflect those of um, Mike Bloomberg and other people there, but uh, you know, who knows? Sometimes it might. <laughs> well, as I like to say, uh, as someone who's been a freelancer in the past, every opinion I express on this will be reflective of the opinions of anyone who I have freelanced for. <laughs> so if you got a problem with it, take it up with the Walt Disney Corporation. Uh, with that in mind, that let's talk, sorry, the, it's the most, it's the most talking. Not yeah, me. look, yeah, <laughs> look. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Disney. They said that about the Catholic Church, technically. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, speaking of uh, COVID-19, like the Spider-Man movies of viruses and that it just goes away very briefly and then comes right back with variants, with all kinds of stuff. Uh, yet again, uh, uh, the top story of the week. Uh, don't let you know your comfort not wearing a mask around your mom fool you. Uh, pandemic is not over. It is still very much with us. We are in a place where only roughly about 50% of the country is fully vaccinated at this point. Uh, and uh, thanks to the Delta variant, we're seeing spikes uh, pretty much all over. The only thing we're not seeing major spikes in uh, is in hospitalizations and deaths. And the reason we're not seeing spikes in that is because of vaccinations. People Woo-hoo. who are vaccinated, you know, who may be getting this uh, tend to be doing all right. Like, you know, if you are fully vaccinated and you test positive for COVID, you know, you might need to get a little bit of observation, but more often than not, you're going home and you're just uncomfortable and sick for a few weeks. Uh, whereas it is the unvaccinated population of these United States that is currently still facing a pandemic. And if you had a chance this week, uh, uh, great, well, not great, very, very sad story out of Alabama, a uh, doctor uh, working in, in the hospitals down there talking about dealing with unvaccinated people uh, as they call for the vaccine and just a heartbreaking scene where she talked about them begging for the vaccine and her having to explain that at this point it was too late, you know, vaccine wouldn't make a difference as they get put on the intubator. And and she was talking about the, you know, the family members who, uh, who say, well, you know, we you know, we didn't believe we, we thought it was, you know, we thought it was a hoax or, you know, we thought it was uh, uh, it was uh, only hitting other people. You know, yep. we didn't believe, we, we didn't think it was that serious. And then it's the thing we talked about a little bit last summer in the early days of the pandemic. It was sort of viewed as this blue state problem, an inner city problem. And it has continued to to spread a black, a black problem, a brown sure. problem. And yeah, just, da, 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 da. just a question for those of that course. do statistics, like how many actual no hoaxes one here. have there been in the actual country? hoaxes? Like, uh, why do we go to like it's a hoax as the first thing? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, think about show it, me like, the most show me the hoax that everyone's like, oh. Yeah. Where was the hoax? If the I walked out on my front was that lawn, the last big hoax? Yeah. Was that like the? I mean, I guess Santa Claus was the really big hoax of my lifetime, but I don't know how much damage that caused the rest of the country well, in terms well, of its. Wait a second, no, but but Santa Claus, Santa Claus can't both be a hoax and and also be 
booed by, by thousands of Philadelphians. I mean, and we saw that. We saw they that. Booed him because he was a host. We saw that with our own eyes, darn it. Robert, I was really hoping you were going to be like, wait a minute, Santa Claus isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's like if I walked out of my house and I just saw garbage strewn across the lawn, my thought wouldn't be like hoax. I'd be like, there's a problem here. <laughs> Some, I don't know what the problem is, but you know, the assumption, yeah. that's a good point. I'd be, none of us are statistics people, but I'd be curious, yeah. like how many major hoaxes have there been? You're not I mean, jumping to a false flag operation and being like, mm, some yeah. know, the actors will pick this up. Don't exactly. Worry. They gotta, yeah. The craft yeah. services will be by. You know where this garbage is from? That pizza place in Washington D.C. <laughs> there hasn't been a there. There hasn't been a uh, there hasn't been like a real major hoax. You know since that. Uh, uh, well, that thing that happened like you know like twenty years ago when they when they said planes. Oh uh, all right, all right, all right. Building, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Sorry, this, this would be a hell of a moment for, for Robert to just go have. full like jet yeah. fuel can't melt steel beams. I, um, <laughs> I'm usually yeah. the first one in a group to bring up 9-11. That's crazy that yeah. you just threw that in there. That's are you the first is... one to bring it up as really happening, Betty? Or are you the first one to bring it up? <laughs> Betty's like, I want to just get one thing off the table right I don't think 9-11 was a hoax. My name's yeah. Betty. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the first person to believe this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, though, this really does go to this very bizarre, you know, whether people's first reaction is a hoax or people are saying, oh, it's someone else's problem. Mm. The, the biggest problem with a pandemic is it's not someone else's problem. Eventually, it's everyone's problem. Mm -hmm. And we are somehow and, and unfortunately, this isn't even just an America problem because it, you know, we have to deal with this with other countries, too. This is a global epidemic. We can take care of ourselves as a country, but then other countries, or if they have a problem, it's going to be our problem eventually again. So the problem is, is this is a, a the type of uh, issue that requires us to work together to get over our bullshit, to work together to solve the problem, which is a fucking global pandemic, mm. and to find the best ways to stop the spread of it, and to stop the spread of it in a way that when it, it invariably mutates because that's what a virus will do. Um, we have ways to prevent that from becoming a, a major outbreak and, and starting the cycle again. And as human beings, it seems that we are very incapable of just getting over our bullshit. Yeah. I have a crazy question. Um, Please. Is it possible that all of the people that are unvaccinated die and with them goes the virus? The problem, I mean, you know, like that's, first of all, like I think about that many times and with, at least in regards to some people I, I, I've encountered who are unvaccinated, uh, I can't deny feeling, yeah, I can't deny feeling some excitement on that. But the problem is, of course, like, you know, you have people who are vaccinated, but who are immunocompromised to, you know, vaccines will only do so much for you have children who can't get vaccinated yet. Right. You have people who are, who can't get vaccinated for legitimate medical reasons. Those, by the way, are not like in my experience, those are people who are like, so everyone else, please get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. <laughs> it right. would do me we, a huge we depend, solid. We depend on you. And Tom, wouldn't those people be the ones in spaces wearing masks? Someone's immunocompromised and wants the vaccine, can't get it and makes the decision to go out. Wouldn't they ideally they would be throwing caution to the wind i mean they would probably take take it very seriously and exercise some responsibility i would assume yeah i mean like i think about this i have i have some family who who fall into that category and i know 
even though they're vaccinated, like they still have made a decision to either, you know, still 100% work remotely, or if they're in the office, they are, you know, have still made a decision to be isolated in the back from everyone. And just, just because they've lived with this risk and they've lived with the risk of an invisible enemy, for lack of a better word, for all of their lives. And that's what's kind of frustrating to me. Because uh, I can appreciate, like, you know, we talk about this, you know, we talked about this in the in the prism of like, you know, disasters and other other problems. You know, you think about a hurricane or like those things, you can see the tangible problems. I can appreciate that if you can't tangibly see and if you haven't experienced or encountered someone who is sick, I can appreciate that your first thought might not be, this is the biggest problem. I can't appreciate that your first thought would be, it's not a problem at all. But right. I can appreciate that, you know, if it's not, if you don't see the physical impact of the pro of the problem, that it is not as important to you. And that there are some people who are unvaccinated who I suspect aren't coming from it from like, a, you know, they're trying to put nanites inside me to control me and make me watch Peacock every single day. <laughs> uh, which by the way, I, let me tell you, I got that vaccine and I have started watching a lot more Peacock. So I don't know. I can't say they're not connected. There are probably plenty of people who have, you know, uh, I would say not acceptable, but like sane, stable planet earth reasons for why they haven't gotten vaccinated <laughs> yet. Uh, who, you know, uh, it seems like this week we took steps towards trying to get through to getting back to that, like uh, Fox, Sean Hannity of Fox News and Steve Ducey, I think, of Fox and Friends, both imploring people to get vaccinated. Mitch McConnell, hero of millions, Robert, don't worry. <laughs> I'll always give Mitch credit for the, the the one right thing he did, which is say, get vaccinated. If there's one person America listens to, it's Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Look, there's only 49 people in America who listen to Mitch McConnell and they're all Republicans in the United States Senate. Maybe now they'll finally <laughs> get vaccinated. Those Hopefully. You know, I, I think one the, thing- The other person, the other, yeah. the other, the other actually, the other Repu Republican in the Senate that is almost like kind of surprisingly, um, been, been surprisingly good on this, uh, is the the new senator from Alabama, Tommy Tuberville, the former um, uh, the, uh, the, the former college football coach? His no, I mean he, no, but he, his name's he, just very funny. Yeah, I know. He, he put out a um, he, he put out not just he didn't just put out a video. He put out like a full fledged PSA like uh, six weeks ago um, about the importance of um, of uh, being vaccinated, and then was on the radio again this past week. You know, once again, also like re re reiterating it. So I mean, and and I, and I you know, I said, look there's more than enough reasons to, you know, find fault with people like Tommy Tuberville and, and so forth. But when they, when they're not only doing the right thing, but actually they were like doing the right thing when some of their, uh, when some of their colleagues weren't doing the right thing, you know, give them, give them credit and, and, and say, th th thank you. You may have helped. You may. And then keep in mind, Alabama is, even with that, Alabama is, you know, one of the is, is one of the you know least vaccinated it is dead last the, actually of the states yeah, so, so vermont so is number one uh, alabama is is and, last and mississippi i think is number two in, in yeah is, is number two or number 51 but they have a big problem uh, asa hutchinson the governor of, of arkansas has actually been doing town halls and he was just recently interviewed and said something interesting and i think this actually goes to very much why there's a political divide on this um, he was saying that at his town halls, he's not there to tell people to get vaccinated because the people he's trying to reach aren't going to listen to him. Right. That's what he says. He says, they're not going to listen to me. I'm a politician. I'm, a, I'm the governor and they don't trust the government. They don't believe the government. 
and yeah. and uh, so I so he felt his job was to put them in touch with their local community members who can speak to it. They can yeah. air their grievances, and he he himself was calling them, you know, everyone from conspiracy theorists to people who had legitimate. Um, hesitancy about the vaccine mm -hmm. and they can air their concerns and then people from the community experts from the community who they who they trust and are more willing to listen to can tell them why it's important to get vaccinated but to me it brought up such an interesting point of why don't they trust the people whose jobs it is to be in charge of this stuff who created the climate of distrust among experts who who created the climate where we delegitimize uh, de science, where we uh, where we question everything to an absurd degree? I know and where you're going here, Benari. Her name was Hillary Clinton, and we beat her in 2016. <laughs> Made America great. But but you know you called uh, this be the clear, uh, Betty. I didn't mean that. <laughs> but you called this the Spider-Man virus earlier, and you know for <laughs> yeah. for the uh, public just to be clear because I speak on behalf of people I freelanced for. Disney called it the Spider-Man virus. Yeah, but I uh, <laughs> right, and I and I but I I do think that re what Republicans are facing right now is they had all the power and they want none of the responsibility for how we got here. And I, and I, mean, I do give them credit for yeah. doing the right thing now, but there has to be some responsibility for how we got to this place. I don't, I don't want to make this emotional cut to me, just like shaking and crying. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to women. Um, I don't want to make this emotional, but if I were to like really drill down and try to figure out why someone might not listen to a thing, right? Why anybody, whether it's their socioeconomic, their race, their sexuality, or also their trauma, right? What is the thing going on that they're like, yeah, you know what? I don't trust people that come from that, that walk down that street and feel comfortable there. Cause when I was there, I got pickpocketed as simple as that. Right. Mm -hmm. Or whatever this one, I don't trust people that bring flowers on the first date. Cause one time a girl brought me flowers on the first date. And then when we kissed goodnight, we smashed teeth. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm not only am I never going to that cafe and you can lose my number, but the flowers on the date, like we start to like connect yeah. those things. And after decades, you don't even fucking remember why you don't like or trust or hear a thing. So is it a is it one person or one system or one institution that got us or a certain segment of people decidedly uh, brainwashed us into science? And if maybe, quite possibly, every individual brain is so fucking weird. The fact that 70% of people in Philly got vaccinated is, is amazing to me. Like we're all such fucking wackadoos, but again, like <laughs> some people have good reasons. Some people don't. Yeah. I, th I think the outside world, I mean, I, I don't even know. I accidentally listened to a Joe Rogan podcast this week and it is, it has changed me for the worse. I don't, I don't recommend it to anybody. <laughs> Number one, you're a huge Joe Rogan fan. Number one fan. Yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's the, I think, the, um, the worst thing it did to me. I'm coming back next week. Like, I mean, subscribe, smash those buttons. I mean, I'm not doing a bit. Maybe I am doing a bit, but like <laughs> with your fucking sensitivities, everyone's like, oh, you know, my, uh, my religious, you know, I, I need an excuse because of my religious thing, right? I can't go there because there's a chance there's a thing there that's going to offend me. Like, I think that has gotten us more to this place where we give people way too much fucking rights. 
we need to remove the fucking rights no, from the stance. Boy, we've taken a lot of real bold stances here. Robert said right. Nine Eleven was fairness, fake. Betty's fairness. calling for us to kill rights. In uh, fairness, Benari, I do have to. I do have to point out. And I Betty, called it the Spider-Man virus. Robert, take it home. And Betty, I do have to point out that, to your point, Republicans are doing their best to try and remove everybody's right to vote. So I mean, this this actually speaks this this speaks directly. I mean, they do believe we have too many. We do have <coughs> too many rights. Um, I do want to I do want to make a. I, I hate to I hate to be Mr. Mr. Uh, uh, Lightyear Buzzkill here, um, but <laughs> we also hate that. I, yeah. I, Hang on. I, I, I want to break make down a, the idea of a Lightyear Buzzkill person. I I do. It's far far away. It's heading here. It it. <laughs> Killed a buzz along up in the. It's just now killing our buzz here, even though it's it's, died. it's, it's the type of buzz kill that yeah. starts about ten minutes ago. Ah, and you're, and to infinity and that's enough. All right. <laughs> uh, no, but to, to make it to, to make it to make a serious point here, uh, you do have a number of um, uh, Republicans that are uh, uh, that have not just Republicans but conservative voices that have downplayed it. And 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 the, the chickens are coming home to roost in some of, with some of their viewers and voters and and audience and and so forth. Um, there is, however, a still non insignificant um, segment of the vaccine resistance that um, are not um, are not Trump supporters, are not Republican, um, um, are not white, uh, and uh, and. Uh, uh, the inability to reach them is 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 problematic, and I've shared this with Tom before. Uh, there's an individual within my own family uh, who is of that, and and I I didn't realize how um, I didn't realize uh, uh, I only realized like, like a year or so in the early wave of the pandemic how vaccine skeptical she was even before the vaccine had been announced uh when she was talking about being um a skeptical about other vaccines again which i didn't realize until until recently uh and was was sharing with me um certain um which i think of as conspiracy kind of things but uh you know suspicions about how uh the uh, virus uh, actually got here mm -hmm. uh there are there are segments of the public uh, who are, you know, they go from they go they, they, the uh, the the Bill Gates uh, nanites in the vaccine thing um, is comes from the same area of the um, uh, mythological universe that that the pandemic is somehow connected to the building of 5G towers and things like right, that. Right. And it's very easy for us to like be, you know, laugh at these people, be dismissive of these people. Um, but when you are actually having a conversation with um, somebody uh, who, who's a family member who you care about and you love a lot, and you realize that um, nothing you're gonna say is going to um, is, is going to deviate them from what what they're uh, of how they're um, 
how they've come to explain what's going on in the world right now. So what and, do we do? But, I mean, but, but, honestly, what do we do? We say, okay, you don't have to get the vaccine, but you need to stay the fuck away from us, right? But, but the we do that? Yes, but Betty, but here comes the problem. Here comes the problem. When that same individual uh, also happens to be the caregiver of a senior citizen who is also um, who is also a close uh, um, family family member and has decided that the um, uh, that the vaccine is um, uh, she thinks that the vac uh, the younger family member uh, has has determined that the uh, the vaccine is is a potential death sentence to seniors and nothing that you're going to say is going to distract her from that. But okay, look, survival I, of the fittest. I hate to be a fucking dick here, but like. Yeah. And I don't and know what to say. Then I get you might get sick and die. I also Ooh. don't think I, you know, that like, I, like her, me personally. Her, I, I, I'm gonna be blunt. I'm gonna be blunt here as well. I, I, I her getting sick and dying would be uh, it would be a tragedy. Of, is obviously a tragedy, but it's an even more frustrating tragedy that uh, she's made the determination that uh, that she doesn't want to give that vaccine to. Uh, this, this, the, the senior member of the family. I'm just going to let right. people right. in on the secret. Robert's talking about me. I'm the one. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No, but, but look, look. There's a lot of personal stories like this, and yeah. and and don't misunderstand. I'm not mocking or making fun of these people who are uh-huh. hesitant. The thing that angers me is that at some point, conspiracy theories, um, all those things were fringe. There's one network, and now there's three of them. That are uh, very that very specifically amplify and perpetuate not just misinformation but outright lies to millions of people every day, nonstop. And mm. and when we talk about the chickens coming home to roost, the responsibility is on those in power who know better. Those people perpetuating that, the people so who put it on the airwaves, those- the people who, the Tucker Carlson's of this world, okay. Sean Hannity can go and backtrack all the fuck he wants. Yeah. He's on a network that is 100%, 1,000% responsible for yeah, but- every single Fox viewer who dies. Yeah, but Benari. Of COVID. I- who doesn't get the vaccine and they die, that's Fox News pumped that into their brains. Right, but is it, I mean, I just need to say like, I mean, what are we talking about here, right? Because there's no fucking Fox News without advertisers on Fox News. Well, like, sure. So, so this whole ecosystem. Look, if the we know what would happen in a zombie apocalypse, we would die by fucking zombies, not because we weren't trying to protect ourselves, but because yeah. we had one family member who watched the zombie news network, and then they got bit <laughs> by a fucking zombie and was like, "It's fine. It won't affect me." Fucking Joe Biden, you know, created the zombies, and next thing you which know, our whole house is overrun by fucking zombies. Which is interesting because in every zombie movie, there is a character who's like gets bit, but is like, "I thought it wouldn't affect." Yeah, me. yeah. Like, that's it. really important. That's I'm curious, but, but I have a way, quick, the, I have a quick the, thought. The, I the therapeutics, the therapeutics would have would, would have stopped the zombie the zombies from. I'm holding the Gumby. I'm holding the Gumby. Daddy, go ahead. You've got the Gumby. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to hand it over to Tom. Oh, thank you. Uh, (laughs) um, Well, no, but I think what's interesting about this moment, I'm about to say something that will be, uh, I was about to say it's a backhanded compliment to to Tuberville, but it's really an insult, uh, which is to say uh, he's not a very smart man. Uh, which I don't mean is like, I don't mean that to be like, look at this dumb, dumb. Uh, but like, he is a person who was elected because he was a football coach in Alabama running against the Democrat. And, <laughs> and not like, even he, a great coach. But like, but all that to say, like, there's a lot of bad actors in our government. I don't think Tommy Tuberville 
based off him pushing on vaccines. I don't think Tommy Tuberville, or as Robert George once called him on this show, Tubby Tuberville. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that he's a bit, I don't think he's necessarily a bad actor. I think he's kind yeah. of a dumb dumb. And there's a lot of, du- and my favorite example of dumb dumbism is a, uh, I think early in the negotiations for the the first Biden uh, recovery bill, uh, a lot of Republican senators, like the word is the Republican senators who met with him were stunned because they thought he was an old man with dementia. And when they sat in the room, they're like, this guy's sharp. He knows what he's talking about. And the reason they thought he was an old man with dementia is because Donald Trump went on TV and said he's an old man with dementia. And so when I say dumb, I don't necessarily mean stupid. Like, But people are like, well, the president said it on TV. That's as much information as I'm going to get. And Tommy Tuberville strikes me as someone who is more like that than he is necessarily political monster. And I think like the only hope we have, and this is a tragedy, but the only hope we have to get more vaccines to pop up in some of these places is for more people to die. And yep. for these stories to come out where people are like, oh, it's I mean, not, it's like, it's not. And reason, like, I don't want them they to. Put a fucking, the only reason they put a light down here on fucking 58th and Washington is because <laughs> two people died. That's yeah. fucking why. That's like, what we respond to. And also I'll say, even with all the information, y'all, how many people do you know right now smoke cigarettes? There's a ton of fucking information that it will kill you. And, yeah. and those people, every cigarette they are smoking, they're, li- they're saying it's not going to happen to me. And they're delusional. They're fucking and mentally ill. So that's flip, also- a, The uh, flip side of it, the people I know who are most ardently anti-smokers lost people to lung cancer. There like, you go, dude. It, not, not the fact that this thing gives people lung cancer. Yeah. It's a self, it's that selfish moment. And like, you know, exactly we're as Robert's such, alluded so to, doomed, those of us yeah. in and blue we'll America say- like to laugh at other people. I just want to say quickly, much as Robert alludes, like those of us in blue America, really just me, like to lord our noses down on people sometimes. But like, it's a universal thing. And like, we, I've said this on the show and I'll say it a thousand times. It is not lost on me that uh, when Donald Trump was like, we have the vaccine, I was like, I don't know. And then Biden was like, I'm getting the vaccine. I was like, oh, then I'll take 10. Like, <laughs> seems good enough to me. Uh, and like, that's, you know, and that comes from a similar place to someone who says, I'm not getting vaccinated. The TV told me it's Bill Gates nanites. It's just yeah. unfortunate that in this instance, dum-dums can kill us. But yeah. I would say like, I, but I say like, I think the reason I invoke the idea of dum-dums, I think the Tommy Tuberville points, like, I also think dum-dums are going to save us. Because I think some of these dum-dums, like, and I say this as someone who proudly considers himself to be a well-educated dum-dum. Like, I think like these people are having, some people are like going on that thing. Like some of the, as we've seen these articles, some of these people are like, I thought it was a hoax. Yeah. Are probably now going to be like, grandma's dead. All How right. Many, um, I have a question. Did your, I live in West Philly. Did your, when you got your vaccine, did it come with avocado toast? Cause mine <laughs> did. And it was so nice. And then the medic kissed me right on the cheek. And I'm like, this is, <laughs> if this hasn't been crafted for a, a queer Jew in West Philadelphia, I, I don't know. It's couldn't have been better marketing. Yeah, I never got that. Uh, I, I didn't get anybody kissing me on the cheek uh, or, 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 or I just, you know, got the needle in the arm, you know, yeah. go home, go to sleep. That's about it. I got an injection and then I had a quick vision of Bill Gates telling me that I had to kill Warren Buffett. Uh, they put me in a particle accelerator and it came up with like mutant powers. Yeah. That, yeah. that was yeah. the normal, that's, that was everyone. I'm just thinking if we were to that, target right? that demographic, like made it really specific, like, you know, this group of people, these people that think, I, I don't know, can we, can we find without getting canceled? Can we say one segment of a person group that isn't getting vaccinated? Who are they? 
are they Republicans from Alabama who only well, trust the Bible? Well, it, it, it's, so, it's there's it's, a lot of Bible trust as an overlap. A, I bet one of the one of the no, things put I the noticed in a Bible. Fucking have one, one of the things like that Moses. I did to the to point I made just to getting back slightly to the point I was making earlier. Um, I happened to notice this this past week um, that uh, there is a there's a uh, a partial overlap. And this is why things get really complicated. There's a, a partial overlap between um, the um, um, the states that have the largest um, percentage of black residents and the states that also have the highest um, <laughs> um, the, the highest um, um, vaccine resistance. Now, if you look at the top ten, the top 10 of, of states of vaccine uh, resistance, they are all, um, they are all red states. And, and, and they are red states, it, there are a couple in there that um, like Georgia is, a, is kind of quirky because it voted for Biden, but it's, it's, otherwise, a, it's, otherwise, a, it's otherwise a red state. Uh, so you have this uh, kind of awkward, um, you've got about five or six, five or six of those states um, have really significant um, black um, black populations. So uh, you have this you have this kind of weird kind of a complexity. Whereas you've got one segment of the population that, as Benari was saying, maybe quite may well be being taken in by um, by Fox and Newsmax and and OAN and so and so forth. Um, you've got another, and then there's a very small segment, there may be a small segment of black folks that are listening to those, or watching those things, but not large. But you've also- but They got, have a history, they have a history, they have a very difficult history with the United they, States they've, and its government. They've got, a diff, they, they've got a kind of a different, they've got a, they've got a very different, they've got a different history, uh, got a different history as well. One of the, one of the interesting things is that, um, that, that the couple of state, states that have large black populations that are uh, in pseudo red could be considered in red states. Um, if they have if they have a they have a democratic governor, they are um, slightly um, um, lower in the in the vaccine um, hesitancy level. They're they're still in the they're they're still in the in the um, lower third quintile. Mm -hmm. But they're not. They're yeah. not but doesn't not that say that like North Carolina falls under so it that? Does take, right. so, so doesn't that say Louisiana, that a little bit North that Carolina, yeah. doesn't that say a little bit that who's in charge in the leadership does make an impact? Does make does an impact. in some way move the needle on things? I mean, and, move the needle. Yeah. This is and, our fucking and, fault, y'all. This is our motherfucking. You know, fault. we need good leaders. If we don't have good leaders in places, if we don't have people I mean, that, listen, that this, know how to to make this happen in right. whatever way, there's no one way to like get Absolutely. your state vaccinated every everyone should be figuring out like on the ground how do we do this how do we get how do we protect the most amount of people right and i think that these states that are failing they have terrible leadership that is a failure of leadership yeah I betty you had a, a link. Yeah. yeah i was gonna say i was about to tee you up on that but yeah great walk us you through this to... uh what you sent our way yeah so the black doctors consortium was something that started here in philadelphia and it started in the beginning of the pandemic to just get people tested and lack of good healthcare, lack of access to healthcare, lack of clear information for folks, for brown and black people, specifically black folks in Southwest and West Philadelphia, which is predominantly black, is significant. And you have like the um, 
you know, you have like the kind of, I don't know how to say this, but you have like community leaders and block captains and local legislation. And even they sometimes are disconnected from uh, maybe like more of a global, you know, everyone was freaking the fuck out back in March. We were wiping down our fucking groceries and we yeah. were taking our socks off. <laughs> yeah, we were all porch. pretty much dead even for a couple yeah, of weeks there. Right? It was 9-11 every day. We we're like, is everyone okay? <laughs> so I brought it back up, Robert. Yeah, well, to be you. fair, Robert just calls that Tuesday in September. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so Black Doctors Consortium from a space that understands that the community of Black people here and everywhere do not trust the healthcare system. They do not trust the white right. uh, you know, institutions of healthcare that have consistently fucked them over, kept them sick, not given them medicine. So these women, mostly women, some men in the Black Doctors Consortium came out and started immediately testing knocking on doors, educating, explaining what we were doing here so that the people in this community saw people that looked like them. Hey, we're doctors. We, here's our, we're coming around and started to organize the people, just like what Benari was saying on the smaller levels, right? The big leaders were shaking in their shoes, fucking selling their Bitcoin, where the younger people out here are knocking on doors with their folders and everything. And then as soon as the vaccine started, they got right in there too. And they were, they've been awarded a ton of things, but the model, the model that this has set up, which again, I mean, I, I was doing the bit about giving me avocado toast and having a medic kiss me on the cheek in a, in a fucking crazy way. The thing that a person, an individual who's disenfranchised, marginalized, Right. needs in order to get the information is that is something that is unique and custom to their belief system that aligns with their values it's not about the top looking down it's about right. in our community looking around seeing where we you know where are the gaps and i would add on to that like again like there's a universal quality to that like just that that sort of comfort and the emotion i got mine uh i got my vaccine at a high school gym in queens and I can't quite explain it, like what the difference is, but like just going to that gym and like being surrounded by other people from, you know, various neighborhoods and like other real people and real New Yorkers did feel much more comfortable to me than like waiting online at a hospital going inside probably would have made me feel. Uh, and I consider myself to be, as I said before, a well-educated dum-dum. So uh, I think, and I, 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 and I would say like on that note, as much as I, you know, as much as the, 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 the devil on my shoulder is like, ah, burn Alabama. What do I care? I will say like, <laughs> we talk about the, the rightful distrust that, that, uh, that black Americans have towards a medical establishment. I cannot blame the average Alabaman for hearing the government say, I need you to do this and thinking the same government that has left my state dead last in the country. And so many things is saying, mm -hmm. I have to do this now. Right. Give me a moment while I figure out if I trust you. Uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, I can't blame them for that. Uh, but we, we speaking of doctors who America doesn't trust, uh, and this is a real good Rorschach test because we're going to talk about Dr. Rand Paul and Dr. Anthony Fauci. So pick which one you don't trust and which one you like. Uh, but uh, earlier this week at a Senate hearing, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, top advisor uh, and from the CDC to the president of these United States, who as of this recording is Joseph Robinette Biden, uh, uh, had a little confrontation with Rand Paul over, uh, over some statements he had made in the past about uh, whether or not the National Institute of Health had invested 
in uh, creating the, in potentially basically like creating this virus by accident or investing in things that could have created this virus. Now, regardless of what you may feel about this issue, the people involved, the look on Anthony Fauci's face when he responded to Rand Paul, because Rand Paul basically accused him of being a liar. Uh, and Rand Paul, because uh, in a previous uh, meeting, he had said that there had been no funding. It sounds like there might have been funding, but it's not clear that if the funding was specifically for these kinds of trials. Uh, but Fauci had this look on his face that was like, this fucking optometrist is going to try and lecture me, a real doctor? Because I think in the hierarchy of doctors, <laughs> they probably all put optometrists at the bottom, right? Like, I mean, come on. Well, you're just, you're just looking I at someone. I think it's podiatrists at the bottom. Oh. But you need your feet. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like podiatrists probably have a lot more soul. Am I right? Hey. Oh. Oh. All right. See you later. Oh, my God. Robert, you're- Betty, is take, Be Betty you've declared yourself my arch enemy, and I'm not- Yeah, you've just outpunned. <laughs> and this man worked for New York City Tech. <laughs> I'm just being uh, a heel, you guys. Oh my God. Oh, God. This is wonderful. <laughs> Sorry. She didn't mean uh, to step on your thing, Robert. Oh, All God, right. Robert. I'm just towing the line here. Wow. <laughs> this is incredible. Like, this is like when Hulk Hogan it's, beat Andre the Giant. It's quite, it is, it is, it is quite a feat for Betty to like challenge like this. I will oh, Try I, your I, best to get out of this hole, but she just destroyed you in the last few minutes. <laughs> uh, but Robert, you and I were talking before the Keep show. Keep this up, Tom, and I'm walking. I'm, I tell oh, you. Oh, God, please. Robert, you and I were talking about this before the show because it was Rand Paul who is like, I feel like Rand Paul's own voters are like, kind of like feel about him the way New Yorkers feel about Cuomo, where it's like, I'll vote for him, but I hate this guy. <laughs> uh, because it was the worst possible messenger and because he out pretty much outright accused Fauci of lying, uh, you know, it, it became this dunk moment where like, you know, superhero Fauci put Rand Paul in his place. But there is a nuanced conversation here where uh, what Paul was bringing up is a fair complaint towards the CDC. And it's, and uh, I won't know if I go as far to say honesty, but transparency when it right. comes to the potential origins of COVID uh, and our so general investments that yes. we made in China, take it away. So there's, I, I think the phrase, I think the phrase is, is, is use of function, something of function. Um, use of function. Yeah. Use, use of, function of function refers to when you test something, basically try and figure out, you put a, a virus into an organism and see what, see how bad right. it can get. And, and, and it, 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 basically, it basically raises the kind of the question to whether uh, NIH and re related agencies um, may have contributed to, um, I, 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 I'm, I don't like using this word, um, and I'm going to try and say it in the most narrowest of terms. A, they may have accidentally weaponized the virus, um, it, it, or aided 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 in it by by what helping by by, 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 con by contributing by by contributing funds by contributing funds um, to the experimentation on it. So Just imagine that meeting where it's like, so everything's going great on the project. We're killing it. Number one, one good work. Well, well, right. We made one mistake. We may have we may have weaponized it. <laughs> One now, tiny now, thing, but other than now, that, it's great. Right, you this know, is a real, by the way, this is like Prometheus Aliens universe, yeah. like Ridley Scott shit. 
Yeah. Uh, Prometheus, you know, you can throw in you can throw in Jurassic Park in there as yeah. well. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's that it, basically I every, in a new Jurassic every Park lesson, movie where everyone has to stay home for a year now. Every every all the, every all the T-Rexes have masks now though. Uh, every, every lesson <laughs> that get we toilet were, paper. There's a pterodactyl attack coming. <laughs> Every lesson that we were we were basically taught in almost every other um, you know sci-fi movie from the late '60s you know through into the into the into the '80s they, they basically oh well you know that, that, that's we, we, we're the real scientists we don't have to pay attention to this science fiction stuff but anyway so that there this is this is what is at heart of this is part of this discussion about whether. Um, um, whether the virus um, leapt from the lab or whether the original discussion of, 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 of it leaping from e exposed wet markets um, in, in Wuhan. So th this is, th th there is a legitimate, um, uh, there's a legitimate spectrum of discussion um, for this. Um, but Rand Paul has had it, has, has, has had his a target uh, on, on Fauci um, for more than a year be, be, uh, for for a variety of reasons, and I will have to say this: that a if if Rand Paul was not kind of the the uh, attention-seeking jerk that he, he if he was not that he might be if, taking. He if might, Ted he, Cruz wasn't in the Senate, Rand Paul <laughs> would be the least liked person in the Senate. Yeah, exactly. Basically, like, like I well, like Tom Cotton way. more than let's I like Rand Paul. The, the difference the difference is. The, the, the I, I would actually have to go so far as to say I think Paul may even be more disliked than 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 Cruz because if you think about this, Cruz's neighbors the worst that they've done about him was like leak out they, the fact that he was heading off to Cancun. They turned um, him down. It, to, they they decided not to go on a trip to the Caribbean during a pandemic. <laughs> and then and then leak him and then and then leak out the fact that he was going down there. Meanwhile, that that was that was Cruz's neighbors. Um, Paul's neighbors neighbor beat the shit out of him. I mean, that kind of tells you <laughs> what, what's kind of what's going what's going on. What's going on? Too there. bad there's so much uh, such a huge decrease in toxic masculinity. You know what? It seems like <laughs> yeah. Maybe and Rand Paul, bad, by the way, boy, this people... cancel culture's really stopped us from being able to. Uh... <laughs> As, as, much as, as, as much as Cruz's Cruz's colleagues um, dis, dislike him because of because of his some of his grandstanding his his, uh, his grandstanding stunts, um, Paul in the middle of the pen in the middle of the pandemic, um, you know, is 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 ignoring all the mask protocols in the Senate. Um, goes into gets COVID. Go, well, <laughs> go, gets COVID. And then uses the communal um, um, swimming uh, swimming pool, you know, and just kind of and just like it blows them off. So yeah. I think he'll so shut Grassley and Pat Leahy down and just started breathing on them. Wait, <laughs> am I turning into Joe Rogan in that I I believe and and love the fact that someone beat his fucking ass? Like, good. <laughs> No, I think that guy fucking... deserves a full pardon and three Hawaiian so, uh, islands. But, but on the Fauci, that's the official just, position just, of this show. So back to Fauci. Fauci stuff. Um, and Fauci, busy entertainment. Uh, Fauci has been <laughs> Fauci's been around long enough that he's he's generally speaking. I mean, he, he's generally speaking, he's you know he's widely res, res, respected, but he's also been around long enough that he's become a uh, bureaucrat that has managed to keep his position. Under you know six or seven different presidents of different backgrounds yeah. and different one of whom was Trump. And, I mean that's and, the, the 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 Fauci is so good 
<laughs> that one of those presidents literally fired every other single person that worked for him except for Anthony Fauci. But the, but the point, the point I is, can't even explain how much Trump is like my dad. You guys, yeah. it's out of control. Well, well, the the point is, once you once you've managed to do that, you if you're on the outside looking in, you, it, it's fair to say, it's fair to say, well, you know, this guy. Uh, he may be, he may just have a very, he, he may just be good at his job, but he also may just be one of those bureaucrats that has just managed to sort of stick around and said some of the right things. And we know from a year and a half that some things that have come out of his mouth are incorrect. And it they just may be, you know, that the, the, the community at the time, there was, there was a disagreement on, on masks, or there was a, they, 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 they weren't sure exactly how to emphasize them, but there were there was stuff coming out from uh, the experts, including Fauci, that turned out to be um, inaccurate, and that unfortunately, you know, undermined some of their credibility as well. well. So yeah, and I would so say if you had again, if you had a sen if you had Senator, you know, Senator Senator James, if there's a whoever you know Joe James out there, Senator, sure. and he's raising some of these these questions. I, you know, it, it's legitimate. It's legitimate to ask whether you know whether um, Fauci um, Fauci was was completely and totally accurate in his in, in his in his responses because it's, because it's Rand Paul. It's easy. It's easy to dismiss. But the the act there is a legitimate debate. There. I'm going to interrupt but I, really quickly just yeah. to say uh, we're going to lose our our good friend Betty Smithsonian who has to oh. go do a stand up gig. Betty, thank I, you so I, much for joining us. Where can folks find you online to to follow more of your work? Thank you so much. Betty J. Smithsonian on uh, Facebook and Instagram and then Handstand Store on Twitter. And I'm so grateful. I've wanted to be on the show for so, so long. And I'm so grateful that I got to interact with the two, with the three of you. And um, yeah, I hope everyone stays safe and, and I'll see you at the next virtual thing or perhaps even in real life. I hope everyone gets some avocado toast with their next booster. We're, we're, we're supposed to be coming down. I think we're coming down to Philly in a couple in a few weeks. So yeah, we'll, I'll let, we'll let you know about that. Uh, but break a leg on the show, Robert Benari. We can continue for a few more minutes uh, and and have a great show tonight, Betty. Thank you so Thanks, much Betty. for joining us. Uh, um, but I, I think did, I did want to say on the Rand Paul issue, though. Yeah. Rand Paul has an issue, and as you're saying, there are things that are legitimate conversations to be had. Rand Paul's problem is he. You want to talk about being weaponized. Mm. He has been a messenger of disinformation for many years now, even going. So, I mean, he hand delivered a personal note from Donald Trump to Vladimir Putin. And we know we do know that like a lot of disinformation, a lot of things that and, and disinformation, which is different than misinformation, is often rooted in there's a kernel of truth. And then you flog the story or you ask the questions or you go down a trail that may or may not be the, the the truth based on this kernel of truth. And that's something that Rand Paul has a history of doing of, he just happens to be spreading Russian disinformation or engaging in Russian disinformation cam campaigns yeah. that overlap with all his talking points, and I just think that's coincidentally. A, so I think that's, that's Rand Paul's thing. problem. That's an important thing. And I think you think about the politics of that exchange, which is to say like, I think, you know, uh, I kind of compare, it's like, an, uh, I feel like Fauci pulled the, the honest, meaning like he honestly meant this version of like, <laughs> depends on what the definition of is is. And that he was like, well, I said that, it's like, I said we weren't doing trials for uh, for the, the that specific thing, not that we weren't doing trials, blah, 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 blah. You know, how dare you call me a liar? Uh, and to, you know, in the hands of a smarter and better politician than Rand Paul, 
uh, like he could have been in some real trouble there. Uh, but exactly as you said, Rand Paul has kind of squandered a lot of his credibility with some people. And then on top of it, just kind of just kind of bulldozer Kool-Aid man through with that. Yeah. Well, you lied to us. We're like, I think a savvier person like, you know, uh, off the time I think of someone like like uh, uh well I guess I said savvy and then I realized I'm talking about the Republican Senate. Uh, look, look, <laughs> so not look during hearings there there's grandstanding. I mean, yeah. you know, I think Senate hearings have also become kind like of like a, a Ben Sass. Here, I'll be nice. A Ben Sass okay. kind of questioner, I think, could have been yeah. like, you made this statement to us. Can you see how we were confused by that? Right. Uh, and I and I think look, those are like those are legitimate concerns. Those are yeah. actual questions that can be asked. And look, there's a good there are a lot of good questions that need to be asked about like what are we funding? Where is that money going? Yeah. How is that money being used? Was there a cover up here? Could this have been prevented? Could, yeah. If we if we had can been we notified by China, yeah. you know, if we had been notified by the government that that something was going on, could we have done something to prevent this or stop this earlier? I mean, these are the these are the types of questions that should be asked however when it is put you know when it is done just to cause chaos and yeah. to sow distrust um you're not actually trying to get to the bottom of something you're trying to play like a gotcha game well, and it's i like, think that yeah it's like i don't want to i don't want to spend too much time on this because uh, there's not a ton to talk about but because brett kavanaugh came up in the news this week i was thinking back to that hearing and how like there were some Democrats who said stuff that I was like, yeah, hooray, I'm glad you put him in his place. But let's be honest, if not for Dick Durbin or Amy Klobuchar, those hearings would have been a complete disaster, I think, for Democrats, because they did a good job actually cross-examining him and doing the right thing. And that's a Senate-wide problem, exactly, like right. taking bombast over nuance. But I think part of the reason, like, you know, it didn't become a, th I think part of the reason that that the attention was focused on on like the social media worthiness of the exchange uh, rather than what was actually being asked is because you had that sort of perfect storm and most of people career be bureaucrat who knew how yeah. to dodge a question and senator who did not stop and think about the best way to actually really beat beat his opponent. And I think most word. people who have seen the exchange on social media don't actually know what the, you know, the actual meat no, of the argument exactly. Are. You just I saw him tell him to shut up in a Brooklyn accent, which is great. <laughs> Come on, let's be honest. I mean, again, that's this. Goal. Everyone loves it. It always uh, I works. Think I, saw, I think I saw. I think I saw bombast over nuance. Um, uh, yeah. Open for Rage Against the Machine. Back Absolutely, in yeah, yeah. That yeah, was my the, sister's band. Junkies. Bombast over nuance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about one last thing. Uh, we'll take a little bit of time here. Uh, 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 this week, the Republican uh, leader of the House, Kevin McCarthy, uh, who, uh, you know what, if you replaced him with a literal empty suit, I think would do the same job, <laughs> uh, makes Paul Ryan the seem like the most effective. not be lying as much, though. That, That's true. Well, it might be if you left it on the floor. Huh? Pun. Oh, uh, wow. But he, wow, Robert, this is just... Brutal. This is this is like this is the end of an era. <laughs> like, like this really feels like I don't want to keep making wrestling, but like when they make when they say when a person retires from wrestling, like they give him one last fight where he does his best but loses. <laughs> oh, goodbye, Rick up Flair. Here. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Later, Nature Boy. Uh, but um, uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, he appointed his uh, his nominees to the January 6th commission. It included uh, select uh, committee, select, select committee. committee. I'm sorry, select committee, select committee. Uh, and uh, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi just unilaterally decided to kick two of them, Jim Jordan and the other one whose name I don't remember, Robert Jim Banks. Jim Banks, Jim Banks. off uh, Jordan and Banks because they could be at least material witnesses, uh, perhaps at worst. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> criminals. Uh, well, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan definitely possibly Jordan, co-conspirators. Jordan, Jordan definitely could be a uh, could uh, could be could be a material witness um, because there were uh, reports of him having met with um, uh, having met with then President um, Trump in, um, in, in in December in December and in, in, in December. Uh, about how the um, uh, how the certification could be rejected by Congress and right. and so forth, and the, there's there are also reports that um, in a, in addition to Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan um, may have been one of the members of Congress that spoke with um, that, that uh, spoke with um, uh, former President Trump while the insurrection was going um, was 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 going on. So that leaves him somewhat compromised. Um, um, Jim Banks, who was of the five people that McCarthy selected, um, three of them um, voted to um, uh, voted not to certify um, two or three of the states on on January on on January on January sixth. Um, um, Banks uh, Banks and Jordan were, were, were two of them, and I and I'm forgetting who the third one is. The third one uh, Pelosi was fine with. Um, the problem with the problem was with Banks was the day that uh, the day that McCarthy um, selected him, Banks puts out a release um, that says, "I'm so glad to be on this. Co- uh, I'm glad to be on this committee because it's this. It's a. Um, it's just a, a partisan attack that's designed to malign all um, uh, um, malign all conservatives and <laughs> had similar kinds of um, uh, you know bombast over nuance." Uh, it, in, 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 his, in his statement. And Hello, so I'm so glad to be and honored to be a part of this committee that is built on lies and is a complete shit show and I'll crush it. And I'm, no, no, what no, a big, no, I'm very happy that, to be a part of it. That's like, that, that is that is uh, the weirdest way to say, I don't want to be part of any group that would have if, me if, as a member. Yeah, if Banks, <laughs> if Banks, it's like Banks, imagine if it's like, hey, we'd like to hire you for this job. Fantastic. If, I if Banks, what a shame of a company that would put me on it. I'm so glad to expose this company for what the What a crap hole this is. I accept. If, um, if Banks had kept his, if Banks had kept his mouth shut, um, I, I th- it would have, it would have been very difficult, I think, for Pelosi to have b- bounced him, um, because he's like the, re- I think he's the ranking member on um, either judiciary or homeland security, one of them. Uh, and but but he he did so, and so it, it, it gave it gave it gave her it, it gave it gave her uh, a an easy uh, an, an an easy shot. So McCarthy then decides to say, well. I'm taking all of my models and going home, and he yanked all of his yanked all of his members off the committee, and 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 then he said, you know, it, it's it's it, Pelosi has just has decided to politicize has Pelosi has politicized this, and we're going to we're going to conduct our own we're going to conduct our own investigation, which is absurd because McCarthy was the one who um, got all of the Republicans, well, uh, most of the Republicans to. Uh, vote against what was an actual bipartisan independent right. um, commission structure, which he John would have had power. he would have had more power, which he would have had more. He would have had more power. He would have had more influence. And this is the key thing here. And this it's is going to be part- so great when his committee comes back and finds that Hillary Clinton was responsible <laughs> so for January sixth. The reason <laughs> the reason why McCarthy is played this so so poorly uh, is, and this has been the this He's is incompetent. The most under, I think, the most underreported part of this whole commission versus committee kind of thing. Um, number one, as people have pointed out, 
there was an equal number of Republicans and an equal number of Democrats on the original independence um, um, commission co construct. Um, any subpoena um, would have to be um, approved, approved by, both. By, by, both, by both sides or um, they would have to go into the, there would have to be a, um, uh, like a, a full commission vote uh, 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 on it uh, to, 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 um, uh, to, 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 set, to settle any, to, to settle any dispute. But here's the key thing. And the thing that, that, that the Republicans should have, should have, should have embraced. Um, there was a time limit on the bipartisan independent commission. It had to finish its work and produce um, a report by the end of the year, right. which means if you're a Republican and Trump is, is a master of this and he, he did it all through both impeachments and, and so forth, you, you run out the clock. You 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 refuse you you reject any subpoenas that the, right. that the, the commission sends your way and you try right. and no get way, no right that you take it to court you can't be compelled to vote there's conflict of interest it, exa you the exactly exactly decide yeah it's the the the, the, the committee um, that they have now first of all it is still technically um, bipartisan because um, because Pelosi point, put appointed a, a, Liz Liz Cheney Liz Cheney on there. And uh, and and in, and there's there's been this talk that and he McCarthy be learned uh, firsthand. Don't mess with a woman a, who a threw her own sister under the bus to get yeah. elected, and whose father shot his friend in the face and made him apologize. And the and friend made apologized. Him apologize. Yeah. And this is and this is the other key. And this is the other key the key point. There's also talk that um, Pelosi may add um, Adam Kinzinger um, also onto the huh. um, uh, onto and the, possibly um, former Republicans who are out of office. There might there might be a few. Well, well um, there's or, or, or a, rather the, Republicans the, who are former uh, the, the non congressmen. The, the, the former Republican congressman from Virginia. Denver Riggleman, who's, who's who's become a very harsh critic of Trump and and the, what and a the great Trump. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy's got to be thrilled that Trump uh, uh, that Trump doesn't have Twitter anymore. Because like, well, come on, we'd have to we'd have to <laughs> be like, you know what? Sorry, him. Denver, you got to take this one. This, he's got you dead to rights. That name's idiotic. <laughs> Riggleman, Riggleman lost Riggleman lost uh, his his seat in the last election in a primary um, because uh, he committed the grave sin. Of officiating a gay wedding of uh, one of his former one of his former staffers. So you know, there you go. Um, so the, the 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 committee um, doesn't have a doesn't have a doesn't have a clock on it. So they can go as lo long as they want if they want to go into into the middle of next year yeah. and in the middle of in the middle of midterms they could they, produce evidence. They can they produce can, evidence, produce, right? They can produce in, in October produce of 2022. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so it, I, I think it's a now course, obviously that, that is obviously hinging on Democrats are, being politically savvy. So it could go either way. <laughs> McCarthy obviously, McCarthy obviously is going to still try and you know try and keep this. Well, you know, it's it's a it's this is a this is a partisan witch hunt by the Democrats, and they're not being fair and blah 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 blah. But I'm I'm um, I'm not convinced. Uh, I mean, I think the first the first day of these hearings, which is going to be on Tuesday, um, I think. Uh, People are going to be paying some attention because you're going to have um, three um, uh, three members of the um, of the Capitol Police, uh, uh, three maybe four members of the Capitol Police, who are going to describe in, in you know in vivid detail what happened that day, uh, and in in term in terms of facing this furious mob that we, we, of of um, of, um, of Trump of, of Trump supporters, and I and think that's going to like be an interesting framework to um, you know to, 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 to launch the uh, rest of the inquiry. And I think politically to the Democrats, there's a good benefit of having the House do it because it's just vocal enough that people keep people on people's radar, but it won't dominate the discussion so that, you know, 
Joe Biden can be hopefully delivering things for the American people. We'll see. Uh, well, this was great. Know, this, Pinar, go ahead. Well, I, I just, you know, in the end, though, as much as there's there's going to be a commission, there's going to be an investigation. The thing that concerns me with McCarthy's response to this and the elected Republicans as a whole is there's no sense that there's any backlash for denying the reality of the situation there's there's no there's been no repercussions there there's you know they've faced no uh real discipline um and the farther away we get from january 6 the easier it is for them to be like it wasn't a big deal and it's very disturbing to me that that could happen that that these are colleagues be, beyond anything else. These are people that they had to sh- they have to show up and work with these people. And there's a significant segment of their coworkers who may ha- who participated or and or at the very least rooted for yeah. the people that were trying to do harm. Who best case scenario person. were like, yeah, uh, we might die, guys. Uh, the thing that's crazy, I am listening to the audiobook of Michael Wolf's Landslide. And of course, Michael Wolf, now, as we've discussed on the show before, Michael Wolf is uh, sort of a trash journalist. And yeah. yet the Trump era was so trashy that I'm like, this all must be true. Makes sense. Uh, there's yeah. nothing in this. That's it just clear. makes sense. And it's documenting that day is crazy. And it really made me remember, like, I forgot how crazy that day was. Like, that was an yeah. insane day. But the thing that is most bananas about it to me it's like they go through the many times that they tried to get Mike Pence on board with this. And it basically like Mike Pence is like, no, I'm not going yeah. to do this. And, and then and it the seems president like the reaction was like, like, well, yeah. I guess we'll have to kill Mike Pence. What like, like, uh, up like, to that? It seems like up to that morning, like Mike, he was like, Mike, you're going to do this. Right. And Mike was like, no. And he's like, all right. I look forward to you doing it. Like it's the man is, oh, Lord, what he did. If we can country. just take take a moment, though, the the fact that. It was Mike Pence, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck Grassley. That's two, three, and four in the chain of command uh, 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 in terms of the, the chain of succession. There was, there's, no, there's no way around it. The, the intent very specifically was to target those people to, to, de- to, to absolutely destabilize, decapitate, and to do or, it. Or intimidate, intimidate. If the, and, to take, and to take over the government. Um, because then the, the the Secretary of State was obviously, you know, Pompeo was obviously going to be with uh, with Donald Trump. And that was the pl- I mean, that was the plan. And that is you're we're saying it and it sounds so insane, but there's no other way around it that that's what was happening. Yeah. And to pretend like that's not what was happening. The fact that it was a rare joint set. It wasn't just a normal day in Congress. It was a joint yeah. session when they would all be in the same place that the executive branch could take out the entire legislative branch yeah. and the chain of succession at the same time it's a if joint he had if he had an iota of competence it might have worked and it's and a then ceremonial then joint session too like that's the other thing like it's a ceremonial act that like nothing like it's not going to happen where that gets stopped uh and as as has come out this week and uh or in the last two weeks in some books about that period of time Mike Pence, uh, in part, denied Secret Service taking him out of uh, the Capitol, in part because he thought it would look bad to look like he was fleeing the Capitol, but also in part because he was afraid that Donald Trump wouldn't let him out <laughs> of like, wherever he put him. He's going to fucking kill me. Uh, 
which is crazy. Uh, no, the thing I found craziest about you said, Benari, is just remembering that the order of succession for the United States goes- Chuck Grassley's in there. No, no, that it goes like popularly elected president, popularly elected vice president, speaker of the house elected by the representatives you elected, and then the oldest guy we could find. <laughs> like like imagine if the fourth person in charge of your company was like, ah, that guy's old. <laughs> like, oh man wonderful the conversation the, the hobo that's outside you know that's just asking to, uh, if we've got an extra, extra this was a wonderful which, by the way according to our constitution yes. that hobo outside could legally be elected as the speaker of the house because yeah, well, you don't true. have they to be got, the they got enough votes that's true it does not have uh, to be an elected member of congress this was a wonderful conversation. We didn't even really get to uh, this story, so I don't want to talk about it because we got to call it a day. <laughs> I'll simply say, with that news about uh, the FBI not really investigating Brett Kavanaugh's situation, I can say, Brett, as, as anxious and uncomfortable as you are, buddy, have a drink tonight. Calm down a little bit. And with that, we're going to call it a week for electoral dysfunction. <laughs> thank you again to our pal, Batty Smithsonian, for being here. And thank you, as always, Benari, for being on the show. Benari, where can folks find you on social media to see more of your work? Uh, on Instagram and plug your and comic Twitter. that I forgot to plug oh, sure. at the top of the show, too. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, you can you can pick up a copy of True War Stories from Z2 Comics. Uh, it's on uh, Amazon if you like uh, to order your books evil, or if you want to go directly to Z2 Comics, you can do that, too. Um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Benari Lee, B-E-N-A-R-I-L-E-E. Excellent. Robert George, where, where can folks find you on the uh, you can uh, you, you can find me on the Twitters uh, at at Rob at Rob George, you know, come for the puns, stay for the trenchant political uh, analysis or vice versa. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Rob George 29. Uh, because I'll be 29 forever. Uh, and you can also find also on, on Twitter uh, at the opinion which is uh, all things Bloomberg opinion, my, my byline pieces, as well as those of uh, some of my very, very smart colleagues. And, and, all, of course, and everything you write is absolutely reflective, 1,000% <laughs> of Bloomberg and, and the paper and all yeah. the organizations that he and the, and, the, and, the, and the U.S. military, too. And the yeah. U.S. military, all yeah. All yeah. They're all military. your opinion. And check out the movie Loose Change if you got time. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Tom Brennan. You can find me on Twitter at Brennanator, on Instagram at Brennanator Graham. And as always, thank you to Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair for designing the Electoral Dysfunction Eagle. Thank you to uh, Joanne Harris for doing the show theme song. And thank you to our announcer, Ned Thorne. My name's Tom Brennan. Uh, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time.